Scene. You're entering the building, coming back to the house. You enter the elevator, and you realize you have 20 seconds of empty time in your life. What do you do? You grab your phone and check Instagram. Why? I want to discuss this with you today on the podcast. Yeah, so we've already discussed this, uh, but quite a while ago, right? How we try to limit our social media and manage our social media stuff. And why do you want to get back to this? Partly just because I want to revisit some of those ideas and remind myself and you and the listeners of them. But partly because there's a, there's a new thing. I've been even more wary of the what I believe is a negative impact of social media and such on, on my psychology. And so I've been even more serious about limiting that. And, you know, the, the, the thing about, you know, you have just a, just a moment of emptiness in your life and the first thing you do is you open Instagram or Twitter. It just, it feels wrong. Like, it, it just... I think it's really unhealthy. And what I realized some time ago, uh, like maybe a couple of months ago, is I noticed, hey, I haven't experienced boredom in a really long time. Like it, it, It's kind of a funny realization to notice you almost never experience a, an emotion, right? Like, especially as common as boredom, or it would seem as common as boredom. And like, there's nothing good about boredom in itself. Like boredom is just you have nothing to do. But never experiencing boredom, even for a second, suggested to me that every single slice of my life has been filled with something. That I never notice, hey, I'm bored. I don't know what to do right now. Because before I even consciously decide, hey, what should I be doing right now? I'm empty. I'm already on Twitter or Reddit or Twitter or <laughs> Instagram. Or Twitter again. <laughs> I, it's just, I don't think our brains are made for this. Uh, I think it's healthy to have just a little bit of empty space in our lives, just to be alone with our thoughts for a, for a moment. Like this is where we kind of spontaneously reflect, where we notice things, where we get inspired, where we find ideas, where we relax, where we dissociate ourselves from the current of everyday life for a moment. And I think that's important because what I consider or I've grown to consider very important in life is intentionality. Like it's important to me to be intentional. Like I want to do stuff, but I want to do them because I decided, like it was my intent. I want to do this. And it feels to me that oftentimes we just, you you become a victim of just compulsive behavior and you don't even notice and you start spending a lot of time, a surprising amount of time, which you can see if you turn on, you know, stuff like the screen time on iOS or in the Mac, you have rescue time and stuff like, you know, other apps like this that track your usage of computing and what apps and what websites you, you spend your time on. And when you notice, huh, I spend like two hours a day on, on junk, like, well, maybe not complete junk, but like stuff that uh, like Twitter or Reddit or Instagram that are nice, but but it's like two hours a day. I was always laughing at 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 the idea that an average American or average Polish person is spending three hours a day watching TV, and I was like, haha, 
but it's like how how is that a lot better like it's fine but i it was never my intention i never truly consciously chose to spend that much time there it just kind of happens doesn't it yeah and it's even worse because um it's not only you i mean it's not only us as people that we are doing this to ourselves uh, the society is kind of um implying that this is the way to go like uh, very um it, it's already sometimes happened to me when i was on a meeting with somebody and my phone was on the desk and it was in quiet mode silent mode and the phone would ring um and i wouldn't even glance on it i would just you know leave it on the side and some person would like tell me aren't you gonna take that because i mean it wouldn't ring it would just you know vibrate mm-hmm. and 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 then I just shut the phone off. No. And they would be surprised. Like they would be surprised yeah. because they thought, you know, because the phone rang, I should pick it up. Uh, like it was my choice. Like my choice was to be right there with this person on this meeting. Uh, because of unfortunate circumstance, the phone was on the table. That's why he saw or she saw that the phone was ringing. But Actually, I had no intention of answering any phones in that moment because I was with this person in this meeting and I wanted to be present there, right? Um, yeah. Uh, just you know, just imagine this situation here. Like we are recording a podcast and the phone rings and you're like, yeah, Michael, pick up, you know, pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah, you should be on the phone right now because you know, it, it, I'm sure it's more more important than what we are doing right now, what we have scheduled to do in our busy times to really spend this time together, <laughs> you know. So so. So this is really dangerous that the society thinks it's okay that the phone decides to for me to take action then then you know then 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 I decide like you know yeah i mean when when you think about it when when you live it you act like this you don't even see that it's weird but when you stop doing this for a while you notice hey that's actually really weird that that you know like we're supposed to be the masters and the technology should is supposed to serve us right like it it was designed and built so that in it enhances our lives so that it allows us to do things we weren't able to do before and then when you have this relationship with technology that every buzz every beep every uh, red notification led uh triggers an action with you like who's who's the master exactly like like who's controlling whom Who's like, your daddy now? Really? Really? <laughs> and it, it's also funny because um, th- there is like a long history of kind of moralist preachers or just old people not using technology, being all anti-technology. You know, those, those young kids, you know, spending, surfing the web all day long with social media and like playing games and, and just like seeing all, all the bad in it. And, and it's like, oh, come on. Uh, like you don't get it right you just don't get it but you know clearly we're we're not we're not moralist preachers or anti technology we live technology we make technology we love technology and yet we find that troubling and weird and sometimes we have trouble to be the masters of technology instead of us responding with a dopamine rush every time there's a new notification and just check if something new happened on Instagram since the time I checked it two minutes ago. 
Like we do this all the time. And a lot of people like um, quote unquote normal people, like people uh, not in the whole, like let's say technology business. When I um, tell them, oh, I, I don't use Facebook really, or uh, yeah, like text it to me or something because I, I'm not gonna check Instagram. Uh, they're like, whoa, that's really weird, why? And I explained to them this idea that, you know, ever notice how like you're in an elevator or something and you have like literally just 20 seconds of empty emptiness in your life. And that's already enough that you just, you, you, you can't, like you're, you're all uh, like a drug addict, right? Like you just, you, you have to grab your phone and check if something changed. Or did you ever notice how you check Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or email or what, what is the, the drug for you? like 20 times a day, even though it doesn't change 20 times a day. And almost every time people are like, huh, interesting, I, I never even noticed. Like when I pointed out to them like this, like, like speaking how weird it is actually, and, and not kind of morally preaching that, you know, technology is bad or anything. Oftentimes, like usually they admit that it's kind of weird, but also that yeah, they kind of do that too, but never notice that they do this or never notice that it's kind of weird. And mm. and so uh, what I wanted to talk about this today, especially, is I've been on a strict social media rehab uh, for two months now. Uh, so I was already pretty, pretty, pretty good with this. Uh, I made a lot of changes last year. Uh, with stuff like this, and we discussed this extensively, so we'll just link in the show notes to previous episodes where we talked about how um, we got rid of like almost all notifications on our devices, how I uh, stopped using Twitter and then got back to Twitter, but in an actually healthy way, as in, you know, checking it like once a week or something, or when I decide to very intentionally and not 20 times per day. Uh, but I noticed that this, um, even though I did better, I regressed. Like after a month of craziness with conferences, I was fully back on Instagram uh, or um, not Instagram, on Twitter. And I never truly, um, like Instagram was better thanks to this this magic script that only allowed me to visit Instagram three times per day, max. But it was still like, like do I really need this? Like, let, let's just try to skip it for a while. Or Reddit, like, I would visit uh, SpaceX subreddit because I kind of like it like 10 times per day. And it's like really stupid. Like it's just, there's not much going on. Like there's cool news there and I like to follow it. But I, I would just, when when there's an emp- a moment of emptiness, I was like, let's check Reddit. And that's kind of stupid, right? Like I, there's no reason why I would do it. It's just, and the... I want to say an addiction as in, you know, I can't cope with in society. It's just a weird compulsive behavior that I don't like. And I want to be intentional with my actions. I want to do stuff like this. I want to be on Twitter and on Instagram because it's fun, because it connects me with people. And not because I have an urge I don't even notice consciously 20 times per day. Um, so I very hard, very strongly banned all of this. I used some like really low level trickery that it's like impossible essentially to visit like facebook.com, twitter.com, reddit.com, a couple of news sites I would compulsively visit, Mac rumors and hacker news. Uh, I didn't, uh, and then like the, there's a soft blocking using uh, content blockers for Twitter, but that's available because I post on um, 
the podcast Twitter, but I use a different browser for this and I'm only logged in as the podcast. And I've been out for two months now, completely. I haven't visited those once uh, because I, I put up a sufficient barrier that I wouldn't even think about trying to do this. And it's kind of fun because I didn't feel like I lost anything in my life, as in I missed out on anything. I don't feel constrained. I, I don't feel as if I put up like something arbitrary to make my life harder. It's just out of sight, out of mind. Like there's a lot of other interesting stuff in the world in my life uh, that I don't have to fill it with Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit. Uh, I can get space news using podcasts and, you know, I can I can skip uh, pretty pictures for a while or uh, stuff on Twitter. Like important programming news gets to me using newsletters once a week and not 20 times per day. And that's enough. Uh, and... What I think has been a very positive side effect is I've been experiencing boredom lately. And it's, it's, it's not that I don't have anything to do. It's like, like 20 second snippets of boredom where I'm like, huh, I finished work. Uh, what do I do now? And I just ask myself this question. What do I want to spend the next couple of hours of my life doing? because it wasn't planned, they're just like empty space, and I would do it, like with intent. And I wouldn't be in a situation where I would often be before, whereas I'd be just so used to, so almost hardwired to take an immediate action that I wouldn't even notice that I'm bored. I'd just be immediately on Reddit and then accidentally spend two hours on it. <laughs> so uh, what uh, I have done is... Um... I have uh, I have been uh, you I have been still on Instagram. So there was one disappointment where I wanted to send you something through Instagram and you wouldn't take it. So um, so but I didn't know then that you completely uh, dropped it. Um, so the Instagram thing is still annoying because the Instagram has just too many ads. This is like the feed. Mm -hmm. The Instagram feed is no nowhere near as cool to watch as it used to be because just like every three photos there's an ad or something like that so it's really annoying so i'm sticking with the with the script and actually now prompted by this episode i'm going to reduce uh from three to two times a day <laughs> and then uh, hopefully in uh, in a week or two i'm going to go to just once a day and that's it so this once a day you use instagram i'm going to go to once a day right now so uh let's see how this goes yeah because like that's the interesting thing Instagram can be great. Like people will post pretty pictures. You're connected with friends, with family, with people you follow um, on the web. But there is no reason, no logical reason why you'd do this intentionally more than once a day. Like there's not enough stuff unless you follow so many people that your feed is essentially useless so that you can't be caught up on everything if you visit once a day. Like once a day is enough Everything else is is just a compulsive behavior. So, like, mm -hmm. I, I would, I would, I think that that's a that's a good choice. Yes, I just did that. Twitter, I have kept Tweetbot on the iPhone because because I'm a weak person. So, uh, Ooh. I'm gonna remove it right now from my iPhone because, uh, as you mentioned, sometimes in the morning, instead of doing my morning routine, I would skip it. Or, you know, cut a shortcut by just opening Twitter. 
you know and and mm. and it's also because right now I'm following Warriors. So again, the, there's NBA, uh, there, there are NBA games every now and then. But again, the NBA games are not every day. And I don't care if I watch the NBA, you know, the recap of the NBA game in the morning or in the afternoon, actually. Who cares, right? So, um, yeah, like, I, I actually, uh, what I like about following SpaceX is that I, I, f I finally understand what people who like sports feel like because I, I, I could never understand it. And now here I am uh, having my, my favorite team who's, you know, doing something better than, you know, throwing balls, uh, obviously. Uh, but, but, but it's the same thing as in I have no impact on this. Exactly. And there's not that much information that, that is important. And it has no impact on my life either. I'm just interested. But it's like, again... I can check once a day. I can get the the news once a week and see. Hey, that's that's cool to know. Like I like to be informed, but you don't need to do it twenty times per day. You 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 don't. It doesn't change anything. Exactly. So uh, I dropped that. Uh, so I'm dropping that. Uh, just removed the tweet, Tweetbot app from the iPhone. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, I have kept it on the iPad. Now. Um, especially it makes sense on the iPad because if I watch you know, a recap, recap of the game I actually prefer the bigger screen you know yeah. if I'm consciously choosing to watch a recap of the game anyway on Twitter what I also did is I just checked my feed and, and I've done it like months ago I checked my tweet for looking at people who I follow who are creating additional anxiousness for me so, mm. for example, I was following uh, a, a, a few commentators who would just post very often political news, um, some you know, some some really like news that is kind of important, but not that much, but really create an creates anxiousness, creates um, stress for me because again, there is nothing I can do about it. I can what I can do. I mean, what I can do, and I can unconsciously choose to do is get frustrated. So. Mm. Uh, I checked it and although I respect these people I removed them from my feed because I knew okay with them um, it's just too much and anyway if it's something really important politically some of other people I follow who normally never post political things or never post you know any other this kind of comments will post it because it will be that important right so uh, or somebody will tell me I mean this is really the, the, I'm not left out. So there is no FOMO happening there. But it's just less, again, anxiousness. So when I did that, suddenly I would go to Twitter once a day and there would be like, you know, 20 tweets to read or 30 tweets to read. Mm -hmm. Like not few hundred like I had before, right? Have you, have you tried to like copy the script so that you also visit Twitter like, you know, like maybe twice a day or something? And no, because I was, uh, no, no, not at all. So now I don't have it on the iPhone. So I'll see how I'm going to use it on the iPad. And if I use it more on the iPad, then I'm going to do the same thing with the, with the script. Um, so, uh, so now I have Instagram on the iPhone, Twitter on the iPad. And uh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, I, I would still, I know I told you this more than once, but I would recommend to you, like try uh, skip, skipping Twitter for two weeks. Or, or for a month, uh, because, like, I'm I'm not saying that Twitter is bad. Like, I I, I love Twitter, and I, I I I still see a lot of value in it. It's just that it's a really interesting experience to stop using it for a while and then get back, and you'll never know, 
what the difference feels like if you don't try it. Because like an interesting thing for me was that I would get back to, to Twitter after not using it for a month, like l- last year, right? And I would not be that interested in Twitter anymore. Like there would be great stuff there still, but it's just that when you're into it, when you're following it, you know, 10 times per day, you're into every conversation, you know, the backstory, it's like, it's like gossip. It, it's like, um, you know, reading the magazines, like you, you, you know, you, you know what's happening and that's the only reason why it's interesting. And then you lose the context because you stop reading it for three weeks and it turns out you didn't really miss on anything because the important stuff you will get through a different medium. And like with politics, I have been consciously, even while using Twitter, not following politics for a very long time. And I still hear about the important news through people because people tell me, because people discuss it. And and that's good. I want to know about this stuff, but I don't have to follow it myself. I can let other people be the filter for what's important and what's not important. And it's just what I realized is that just very few of the conversations that are still there after not being in context are very interesting to me after not doing it for a month or two. And so what I would do for most of this year is I would visit Twitter once or twice per week. And that was great. I loved using Twitter like this. It was very intentional. I was like, man, I have something really cool to post on Twitter. Or I just like, I haven't checked Twitter since last week. Let me check what's on Twitter. And I would see the the best, most inter- interesting things that I missed. And that was great. And I and I would scroll further to see like the just the, the feed with like 400 fo- uh, like people I follow. And it's like, you know, it's cool, but they, they don't need to be a part of that every day. Like it it mm-hmm. doesn't actually add that much value to my life. I can stay connected to you people. You know, I can hang out with you uh, on podcasts, on conferences. I can I can check into a conversation on Twitter every now and then, but I don't have to do it every day. And I certainly don't have to do it 20 times per day as I would and as most people using Twitter do. And it's just until you try kind of separate yourself from you know quit smoking for for a month uh you only then you notice that the difference in how you feel about it all right i get it uh the thing is that um what you're saying is like you know there's it's something i can do and and i might try um mm-hmm. actually if i unfollow the, the warriors and figure out a way when the warriors are playing to have like a this is a good idea, actually, to figure out if I can import... I'm sure there's the, an app. I'm sure there's an app or a calendar where I can just import the calendar of the games. And this yeah. way, I can just check, you know, check the recap of the game, you know, just, you know, Google recap of the game uh, yeah, exactly. and just get it. And that's it. So then I have to follow the Twitter. Tw- tw- uh, the tw- uh, Twitter. That's a good idea. So um, I'm going to get that. Um, anyway, because uh, recently, um, as you know, uh, we have two Facebook groups. Uh, mm-hmm. of Nosby. We have a Polish and an English group uh, about productivity. And recently, um, uh, my social media guy wanted to wanted me to be getting more involved in this group, and he's right. So I did. Mm. So, I, I, so I came... So I was visiting Facebook more often than once a week, like you know, twice a mm-hmm. week or three times a week, but not every day. But still, I was visiting Facebook more often than usual, um, and not for a long 
granted, but and mostly time I would spend in these groups instead of just browsing through Facebook. But sometimes I would browse through Facebook. And what for me was another concerning thing was people writing long posts on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's a shame because Facebook is a walled garden. It's not open internet. So for example, I was scrolling through Facebook, like, I don't know, once in a week, and then I would see a very long post by somebody I respect and admire, and I wanted to read it. But then I would stop because I had to do something and I wouldn't get back to it. It would be gone. There was mm -hmm. for me no way to find it. Okay, I had to go to search for this person, go to this profile. Like It was amazingly lots of work. And for me, I don't get it. Why people would spend so much time writing a very thoughtful, uh, long blog post, but as a Facebook status update. And in and, and this way, like make it just last for seconds, not for you know, a lifetime, you know, on my blog, my personal blog is not very active, but I do, when I want to share a thought, I share it there or I share it on the Nosby blog and I know I can get back to it anytime and I can point people to this thought anytime I want. And this has proven so useful for me over the years. Uh, like whenever, and, and we discussed this uh, when we were talking about the iPads, when I was thinking about the bigger iPad and the small iPad, I checked my old blog post from two years ago when I wrote why I chose the small iPad and I read it yeah. and I was like, damn, that's, that's correct. But I could find it because it was on the internet. It had an in, in address, you know, so you could mm -hmm. find it. And not Facebook status update, whatever, and then find find such an update. If 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 it was a search Facebook update, I there, in no way I would have found it anymore, even if even though it was mine. All right, but uh, the way we're the same is that I have not been using Facebook uh, kind of the same way for years. Like there was a time where Facebook was a thing I did, you know, many times a day, just like with Twitter and Instagram. But it hasn't been the case for for years because. No one was posting interesting things on feed and it just the habit broke and it yeah. stopped being compulsive. And so I, I literally visit, I only have Facebook as an app on my iPad and I visit it like literally once a week, maybe once every two weeks. And and do you, do you have the same feeling as I do when browsing uh, Facebook feed that, because this is a similar feeling to what I had on Twitter, just even more... Um, pronounced that I would browse the feed that I'm quote-unquote missing because I don't spend time on Facebook every day and I would not find that very interesting like every now and then there will be something interesting but it was like yeah most of that is like yeah I'm, I'm kind of glad that I don't do that every day because that, there's not that much that's interesting here well that's true but sometimes like sometimes there would be an interesting post but then again you know why is it a, a Facebook status update well, that's, that's, that's one thing. But second, mm -hmm. you're right. And especially the algorithm works in such a way that it's so spammy. I get so much like the videos and ads when I browse through Facebook. I, uh, it's, 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 it's very bad. And for me, the only thing that I feel, they honestly feel I'm missing out in Facebook is that some people do like engage really so like mm -hmm. there are some really conversations where people are really discussing things and and i'm usually not there because i just don't care anymore uh, about these mm -hmm. conversations but sometimes i'm like well this was an interesting conversation i you know i should have you know maybe i would have enjoyed you know being part of it but then again to browse facebook every day to be able to search for some for conversations like this 
no, I just don't have time for that. Yeah, and, and that's why I come back to the the notion of intentionality. Like, I think spending, uh, it's just a random number, but, but let's say spending 15 minutes or 20 minutes per day on social media, I think that's time well spent. Uh, if, if it's like curated enough, if, if you're like follow useful stuff, that's time well spent. You get to know stuff, you get to connect with people, etc. You know, 15 times per day, that seems to me like enough. But then that's not what usually happens. And it's not a 15-minute chunk that you intentionally chose, okay, it's social media time. Let's, I want to connect with people. It's no. It's probably like an hour a day spread over probably 20 or 30 different instances of checking thing for a couple of seconds. Or maybe yeah. more if it's if it's Twitter. But then you you spend too much time, then you exit, and then you you cycle through the, the list of apps or website that you've already checked a couple of minutes ago, right? Like, yes. what the hell? And and that's that's very different from doing this with intentionality. And I think there's a very big difference between what uh, many, maybe most of us, if we get into social media, we develop a habit that seems unhealthy, seems different from what seems to me like a very healthy, useful relationship with this amazing piece of technology, which is social media. And like, th there's a big gap. But you're right. I mean, that's, that's, a big, that, that's a big point there. I mean, really, you're right. If it was an intentional block of time that you would do it, you would consciously choose to do it, you would, you, it, it would be great, and you would close it, and you wouldn't come back to this for another mm -hmm. 24 hours, then it would be fine. But as you said you are coming back then because you want to check. You want to see if there is more. You want to see if there is an update on the comment that you just posted. And it was such an amazing comment. And I'm sure they liked it or they didn't like it. They didn't like my comment. Damn, maybe I wrote something wrong. Maybe I offended somebody. They don't like my comment anymore. Like, you know, it creates so many feelings and it's unnecessary, you know? I mean, I just posted this thoughtful thing on Twitter and it doesn't get any likes. What am I doing wrong? Yeah, like 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 someone was saying something like this, you know, posting something and then checking and checking to see the reactions to it, like laughing at, um, you know, kids these days. And I was like, yeah, right. And then I noticed one day, oh no, I am one of the person doing this. Like I don't do this all the time, but but sometimes I really would. I would post something and I would come back every now and then to see the reactions. And it's like, why? What am I doing? Why am I looking at the the counter of likes? I don't consciously care about the likes. So why, why do I crave the the dopamine rush of of this you know feedback, this appreciation from You're random so data right, point on the internet? Like that's that's very different from using this consciously, intentionally because it's great. It's just it, it's a compulsive behavior. It's something of a of an addiction, um, maybe one that, that keeps you, uh, you know, a highly functioning uh, member of a society, even um, more respected since you're part of, you know, the cool kids that everyone is doing this. But like, it just seems to me that it's not, not the right way, that the, the technology, the idea is good, it's useful, but uh, there's a gap between the optimal usage and the standard usage. And that just seems uh, stupid, and I don't, I don't want that. Um, and so, um, keeping out of it has been, I think, good for me. 
but the project is not done. I, I, I noticed that I partly concentrated my compulsive behavior of needing to, to check, needing to cycle through apps into stuff that I did not block, uh, which is I, I find myself checking email like 10 times per day. Why do I do this? Email. I don't get email. Yeah, there's no reason to. It's just an inbox, like every possible inbox I cycle through. It's stupid. I don't, I don't check Instagram 10 times per day because there's no Instagram on my phone, but there's email on my phone. Well, it doesn't matter that I only get like two emails per day and maybe like one actual piece of um, correspondence per, per week. Like I will still check it 10 times per day. I will check Slack like 20 times per day. I will check Nosby comments like 10 times per day. I even regressed at this. I, I check GitHub activity a lot. Uh, that is not good and not healthy. And so that, that shows that I have more work to do. And I don't know. I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm crazy here. I don't think I'm bad at this. I think most people do this. Uh, I, I know most people do this because I see them do this. And I point, point it out to them and they're like, huh, yeah. They, they just don't find it weird. I find it weird. And I want to talk about this uh, because I want us to be conscious of this and uh, maybe consider um, quitting or maybe consider using hacks such as making a, a magic uh, shortcut with iOS shortcuts if you use iOS to only allow yourself to launch an app once per day, uh, which is good for some types of apps like Instagram. And I don't think it's something without consequences. I don't think it's something that's kind of weird and annoying and feels uncomfortable because it's unintentional. Like, I really do think that stuff like this has real negative consequences uh, on my life, which is why I talk about this. I, I believe, I truly believe, I know that it impairs my ability to focus because to do good work, to do anything with high level of intent, I need a large chunk of interrupted uninterrupted time and when I have the habit of like checking things all the time then I kind of lose the ability to focus like I'm just so used to raw to just checking to like be constantly connected instead of constantly in focus um, I think the dopamine rush of the of the checking of the feedback impairs your ability to be intentional to like really choose to to notice and choose uh, what you really want to do, it just becomes automatic. It becomes a hardwired habit. That's what dopamine does. Um, and I, I think it's healthy to have just, just small, short, but actual moments of boredom in your life for quick reflection and and like making an, an, a, a, a decision with intent. And if you do any sort of time tracking, you realize that it's it's not just that. You'll notice that it doesn't just impair the ability to focus and be intentional, but it really wastes a lot of time. And I'll be more than happy to spend 15 minutes per day browsing Twitter and Instagram, but not two hours per day. That's, that seems unoptimal. Yeah, I just want to repeat what you said, you know, that even though we pride ourselves or of thinking about it consciously, we still fall for the trap. And yeah. these apps, and repeat again, that these apps are designed to maximize engagement, meaning maximize mm -hmm. your addiction to them. Yeah. Uh, that's why we talk about it like this. Um, in my case, I'm so happy that because years ago I hired an assistant to do email for me, even mm -hmm. though 
uh, I no longer do that. I, I check my email myself uh, with with a little bit help of Magda. Uh, I, I I removed this compulsive behavior of email. I don't care about email. Like I really check it once a week almost. Like you know now I check it more often because nobody's doing that for me. But still, it's not my main way to communicate because you know we have Slack and Nosby for this in our team. But you're right. I mean, I checked the Slack stats. And for a person who prides, prides himself on not using Slack that much, you are one of the most top commenter, commentators on Slack. Oh, yeah. So, and, so. And, 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 and I'm serious about this. I don't have Slack notifications anywhere. I have no notifications, no badges, yeah, when you no get on, When you get on Slack, you get on Slack. <laughs> I get on Slack anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I even regressed at this. Like, I was better at this at some point. But then, I don't know, life occurred. But anyway... Uh, so to everyone, that's why, like, think about, think again, I just, during this conversation right now, today, I removed lots of shortcuts I had, for example, for some bookmarks for some websites I would visit too frequently, like, for example, news about Formula One, Formula One uh, season is over, uh, Robert Kubica, the Polish driver, is going to be there next year, yay, and that's it, all I, that's all I have to know, no, I don't have to know anything about Formula One until March when the season starts, and when it's there, I'm going to figure out a way of non-compulsively getting the news for Formula One, this way I don't check it every day for something new happening in Formula One, and, uh, and the same I will do I promise with Warriors, um, also with these games, uh, with the NBA, and and I think this is also a very good outcome of this conversation to find alternative ways of what you really want to get, of what mm -hmm. you of what's really interesting for you. Like you like SpaceX, okay, figure out a way to get SpaceX news without checking SpaceX Reddit uh, thing uh, compulsively. So so there is a way to get to do it, but we because. We have created a very short way and easy way and very rewarding way to get there. We haven't figured out an alternative, alternative, or we didn't just want to dedicate time for this. And we should, for our own sake. Yeah, so I just have a short list of, of tips. Again, go to your web browser and you'll probably have like recommended shortcuts. Remove them because it will show the most compulsively visited websites. Just remove it. Keep the favorites for your favorites. Uh, consider deleting some of the apps on at least some of your devices, even if you're not willing to quit Twitter. Maybe delete Twitter from your phone. You don't need to check Twitter in the 30 seconds in the elevator. You can check Twitter on your iPad or maybe only on your 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 uh, your computer, right? But like, remove unnecessary ways to get to stuff you know you might be uh, you might have compulsive behaviors about. Remove notifications. Like, you might not even be convinced that you know Twitter is bad and it impairs your ability to focus and, and concentrate. Maybe you're better at this than I am. But do you need to be notified? Do you need a, a, a buzz and a beep and a notification every time somebody follows you on Twitter or starts your photo or something like that? No, you don't. You can visit Instagram, hopefully more consciously and with intent than, than I would, um, but you don't need the notifications. I would recommend you turn off all notifications for all apps on your phone and on your all devices and only turn on those that you really need. You probably don't need a notification for email. You will check email enough times per day. You don't have to react immediately. You probably don't need for notifications for most things you think you need. Check those apps intentionally. Don't just react uh, instantly something happens. 
you can uh, ban temporarily uh, apps on the Mac using uh, self-control. It's a great app. You will set a timer for two hours, for example, and you won't be able to visit, say, facebook.com or whatever you, you decide. Uh, you can use one blocker on both iOS and the Mac to block websites you you don't really need to visit uh, in the web browser, but you find yourself visiting them anyway. Uh, one thing, so one blocker is like is is an, is an ad blocker and content blocker. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's because uh, I'm it's using content... Crystal on iOS, uh, but it's only an ad blocker. But uh, should I switch to one blocker? Then this way it will be. I will have both because I want to add some yes, websites which I just visit too compulsively uh, to the, do it. Yeah, you should. Uh, one blocker is a, is a good ad blocker. Okay. Uh, next up, um, try quitting. Uh, like consider. Uh, I'm not saying forever. Just like try for two weeks. Maybe you'll find you don't actually need something. Find alternative ways to get information, as Michael is saying. Uh, again, maybe you don't need to check Twitter or Reddit 20 times per day. Maybe a weekly podcast is enough, and it forces you to be kind of more intentional with this because there's only one larger packet of information, so you can focus on it for you know 20 minutes per week and not 2,000 times two seconds per week. Uh, that seems just more uh, healthy. And uh, we also discussed, and we'll link in the show notes to it, to the episode where we discussed this uh, script, this iOS shortcut that allows you to kind of make a fake app that launches the real app, but you can set a limit, a, a numerical limit, like once a, a day or three times per day. And then if you use iOS, you can, you should turn on uh, statistics for usage so that you're more conscious of your usage and you can turn on app limits uh, they're time-based and you can set that you don't visit Slack, uh, you know, on the weekend, for example. So this is something I should do. And I should make a fake app for the mail app because I rarely need mail. So I have no reason to visit it, but I just do. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's how you gain at least a little bit of control over this addiction and create some tiny slices of boredom in your life. Okay, let's do this. All right, it's time, Michael, for picks. Yeah, just so just uh, so the app you recommended is One Blocker X, and uh, costs five dollars on the App Store, and it seems like a reasonable price to pay to be able to limit the addictions. So it's an investment for Better Michael. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, speaking of Better Michael, Better Michael likes reading, and I want to recommend a book. Uh, Seth Godin is back with a new book. Um, I've been reading his blog posts quite regularly recently, and he just launched a new book. It's called This is Marketing, where he basically describes how he sees the current marketing, like how marketing should be done uh, in this world of connection. So uh, I really like it. I really like his approach. Uh, we, we're both Seth Godin fans, uh, basically. Um, and uh, this book is really good. It's, well... Again, if you've been following him, I mean, you, it's not, you know, you're not going to be caught by surprise what he says there, but I really like the way he compiled it as, as a very cool, cool marketing blueprint and uh, with some ideas which may seem a little bit counterintuitive of how you should approach uh, marketing. And um, it, this 
book comes very well timed for me because we are just right now uh, you know revisiting some of the concepts that we're doing in marketing marketing nosby and this book is perfectly timed i'm just reading it right now and it and it encapsulates what i want to do right now uh, going forward and uh, how i want to do marketing for nosby uh, to um, you know to connect with the audiences and to to be able to serve them better with our product so really cool thing uh, check it out again seth is back I'm really excited about this. I, I've been a uh, fan of Seth Godin for many years, but I haven't followed him really for the last three years or something. But some of his earlier books have been one of the earlier inspirations for me, especially Lynchpin, uh, which mm-hmm. is my, my favorite book of his. Since I haven't been following him, I'm very excited for his latest and greatest big packet of knowledge and inspiration. All right, titles. Uh, I'm thinking boredom or get some boredom or just get boredom or get bored or get get boring. Getting boredom done. (laughs) No, 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 no. Like we we have enough getting eggs done jokes. (laughs) Come on, we never have enough of that.